Welcome back to EV News Daily. Coming up today, the EV truck giants that are uniting. Plug and charge arrives for the ID4 and the Hi-Fi Z that beats out Tesla. Plus, stay tuned, because later in the show, I'll tell you what Italy is saying about why they haven't embraced EVs as much as their neighbours. I'm Martin Lee, and I go through hundreds of articles, feeds, and stories a day, so you don't have to. And Patreon supporters get these shows as soon as they're ready and ad-free. Be like them by clicking on a link in the show notes. We'll start with some news coming out of Ford, which is something that many of the Ford owners of the F-150 Lightning and the Mach-E that want to use the Tesla supercharger network have been waiting for, and that's Jim Farley. Now, he's the CEO of Ford, announcing that the owners of those vehicles will soon receive a Tesla adapter at no cost to them, including free shipping. Now, I don't think many of those owners would have minded it to say, hey, Ford has secured access to the supercharger network, like all the companies are doing with the Nax connector. Um, and here's an adapter that you can possibly purchase. And if you want to use that supercharger network, that's great. If you only have a charge at home, no problem. I think that's going way over and above what they need to do. Fantastic customer service. This is brilliant from Ford to send these out at no cost, including free shipping. Eligibility, well, it depends on the vehicle's VIN. There's a reservation process in place to secure your free adapter. The details on the technical specs, how you reserve them, how the shipping works, etc. all still TBC, uh, starting in, they say, spring, that the supercharger network will uh, open up. Well, from what I gather from the people that I talk to in the industry, Tesla will be ready before Ford, as it were. So uh, Ford, Rivian, GM, the first ones that are going to be out of the box using the NACs. Uh, uh, adapters and using the supercharger network. Interesting little asterisk, by the way, on the uh, the press release. Uh, these are V3s and above. So there are some V4 dispensers, not the actual V4 back end, but they're redoing the dispensers. Um, so they kind of call them V4s. And but the the the, the older superchargers not going to be opened up, um, which I think some people had speculated. But good to get a final answer on that as well. So. V3s and above, and he, uh, from spring next year, of course, every new Ford EV model, along with many of the others as well, uh, will feature the NAX port natively on the side of the car, which would eliminate the need for an adapter. The SAE International is aiming to standardise the charging interface uh, with many other automakers committing to its use. I think that was one of the things that probably got many of the OEMs over the line. Was it not being a Tesla connector anymore um, and not at the the whims of Tesla saying, right, well, we're going to change the connector or now you owe us a licence fee or something. So being an open standard and being a standardised plug, not anymore the Tesla connector, but the industry standard connector, I think is a win-win all round. Now, let's talk about a vehicle that is slightly bonkers and utterly brilliant, and that's the Hi-Fi Z. That is a 100,000 euro plus vehicle available Right-hand drive in the mainland. I think that the, the test cars over here might even be Chinese cars with the GPT plug and an, and, an, and an adapter. But the biannual, so they do it every uh, twice a year in Norway. They call it the El Pre, organised by the NAF, uh, or holds the range test of all the vehicles they can get their hands on during winter and summer to measure real-world EV range capabilities. Now, the one this winter had 23 electric vehicles tested in Norway in cold weather from minus 2 to minus 10 degrees Celsius. That's 14 to 28 degrees Fahrenheit. 
Tesla's Model 3, which previously led in range tests for the last three years and we thought would win again, uh, was surpassed this year by a Chinese EV, the Hi-Fi Z. Very high performance in the cold, travelling further on a single charge with the smallest range reduction according to its published range versus what they actually got in the real world. Despite having an advertised range 74 kilometres shorter, than the Model 3, the Hi-Fi Z exceeded the Model 3's real-world winter range by 81 kilometres. That's 50 miles. The Hi-Fi Z missed its advertised range by only 6% in very, very cold conditions. That's impressive efficiency in winter compared to the BMW i5. That was next. That was a 12% shortfall on advertised range versus real-world range. The Lotus Electra performed very well, by the way. That was behind the BMW i5. And so the Tesla Model 3, new version of that, the new Highland, for some reason, not at the top of the heap as it always used to be. Now, let's move on and talk about how well EVs are doing globally and electric vehicles are now 17% of total worldwide automobile sales. This milestone highlights the growing adoption and market penetration of EVs globally. Uh, It reflects a significant shift in the consumer preferences towards more sustainable, environmentally friendly transportation, and underscoring the tradition that's the transition that's going on in the in the industry with a seventeen percent global in twenty twenty three. That is last year uh, EV shift. Of course, that's led by China, then by Europe, and US is playing catch up. Now, headline story and truck giants like Daimler Trucks of North America, Navistar, Volvo Group of North America are forming a coalition uh, powering America's commercial transportation to promote and accelerate the development of EVs and the charging infrastructure for heavy-duty vehicles and even medium-duty trucks as well. Now, together, those companies account for about 70% of the US market share of medium and heavy-duty trucks. So these are all the big boy players, and they are also producing full BEV trucks as well, and they want to identify the things that need to be done in order to get the infrastructure in place for commercial vehicles, not just for light-duty passenger vehicles, which is what the charging networks have have favoured so far. The move comes against a backdrop where less than 1,000 heavy-duty trucks are electric in the US right now out of 4 million uh, EVs on American roads. Now, let's go to something the other end of the scale from big heavy-duty trucking, and that is an affordable EV here in Europe. That is the Citroën EC3. Pricing starting at €23,300 before offers and incentives. It is a very competitively priced electric vehicle. Uh, Citroën brands the EC3 as one of their big releases of the year, highlighting its status as an affordable European-manufactured EV up against the likes of the Dacia Spring and manufactured in Slovakia, actually, the EC3 talks about its European roots, where the battery cells are being sourced from locally as well. The vehicle has a 44-kilowatt-hour battery, in case you're wondering, LFP cells. And uh, 44 kilowatt-hours will charge uh, on the battery pack a peak rate of 100 kilowatts. Peak, it's all about the curve, but it's a nice peak rate speed to have. 26 minutes to go 20 to 80. Now, we always prefer a 10 to 80% charge time. Uh, if we could standardize around talking about 10 to 80, that'd be nice. But 20 to 80 is fine. 26 minutes, not the quickest. 84 kilowatt electric motor, single axle motor, obviously, um, at this price. 
its efficiency, but it's also nippy performance around town, around the city. An upcoming variant, which has less range, 200 kilometers of range, is going to be 19,000 euros. That is coming up as a 2025 model year. And obviously, that'll be decontented and stripped down a little bit. But we're really getting into the areas now of by the time you work out the monthly price of that, you add some offers in, some incentives as well. These become incredibly affordable electric vehicles. And it's what we've been talking about forever and is the constant criticism of electric vehicles, which is they are more expensive, or at least the models available are in those segments which are more expensive, which you can't really deny, actually. Now, Geely is going to take over supporting Polestar rather than Volvo supporting Polestar. It's all kind of the same thing. Lots of headlines today saying Volvo pulling out of Polestar and... um, yeah, but they're all owned by Geely. So really, this is about taking Polestar, which is loss-making at the minute. I think for the next year or 18 months, they've got a roadmap to profitability. But Polestar being the spin-off of the performance bit of Volvo was supported. I guess it's just the way that Geely, as its ultimate owner, has divvied it up. Until now, it was a Volvo company. And you can tell that because when you drive a Polestar, as which many of you know, I've recently bought a Polestar, um, it's all Volvo bits inside. And it always it will continue to be Volvo bits, won't it? But um, uh, this is a, a way of getting Polestar off Volvo's books, if you like, and transferring the financial responsibility of getting that company through to profitability to its its ultimate principal shareholder, Geely, the overarching entity of both companies and of many other things as well. More of a strategic reshuffle than anything else. Volvo's realignment towards its core brand um, is obviously something that will help them focus rather than having to split their time on Polestar as well. Polestar was on its own two feet under the Geely banner as well. They delivered 54,500 vehicles. Which I think it's very good, actually, last year. And um, Polestar missing their target in 2023. But this year, Polestar 4 is going to be a vehicle that gets many people very excited. All right, we'll take a little wee break. And then when we come back, uh, we'll talk about VW ID4 plug-in charging in the US and what Italy is doing to boost their EV sector. Stick around back in a second. Well, if you'd like your podcast ad-free, by the way, and I'm sure many people don't mind the odd advert here and there in the free version, because uh, that is, I guess, a nice little compromise to make. But if you would like, you can always support the show on Patreon, which is the main way that this show is supported by the community uh, that exists around not only this podcast, but electric vehicles as well. And I couldn't do it uh, without that community. We're trying to build something here, uh, which brings you this EV news every single day and is also... Uh, human curated and filtered rather than because you could do this yourself with a list of a thousand RSS feeds, but it would take you all day. It takes me all day. Um, so hopefully that's something that you value. Um, you can get the, the ad free version on Patreon, or if not, no worries. Uh, com slash EV News Daily. Now, the Tesla Model Y has been updated in China to include hardware version 4.0 with a self driving computer and better autonomy, a significant upgrade. Uh, doesn't affect the Model Y's pricing, by the way. New hardware increases the detection range. It's now 424 meters. That improves safety and performance. It improves the compute time by 5x, enhancing the speed and efficiency as well. They improved the Model Y last October, if you remember. Uh, better range, better acceleration on the base model. Uh, there was the multicolored ambient lighting. 
refresh dashboard. This wasn't, oh, new 19-inch wheels went on the Model Y. This wasn't the big refresh, which is coming to the Model Y at some point, we think, before the end of the year. Now, Volkswagen's ID4 gets plug and charge in the United States on the Electrify America network. It starts early this year. I haven't got a specific date on when it's rolling out, but it's great news for Volkswagen ID4 owners. Of course, Electrify America is Volkswagen's own network, even though it's branded Electrify America. So the fact that this is only arriving now is almost a bit of a shocker, (laughs) to be honest with you. Owners will get a simpler charging process with plug and charge. Uh, And of course, if you get an ID4, you get a three-year plan of 30-minute DC fast charging sessions. So I I don't really agree with that. I don't think we should be giving away electricity. I get that it works. It's a Volvo. It's a Volkswagen thing, uh, Volkswagen network, but still kind of devalues the price of electricity when you give away stuff for free. But great for the owners. And those vehicles that are made in the Tennessee plant in Chattanooga, uh, three versions of that. There's the standard or the pro. There's the S and the S plus 82 kilowatt hour batteries, all wheel drive on the big boy configuration. Starting price 38 and 995. So it's less than $40,000 on the smaller battery. One of those. And they all get the plug and charge functionality, which is the ultimate that we should all be aiming for, really, which is a, a seamless charging experience. You just rock on up and plug in and walk away, and it works every time. That's the theory. Now, France hit a 30% plug in vehicle share last month in December. A surge in plug-in vehicles in France, reaching a new peak of 54,000 vehicles sold in the month of December alone in just France. Pure BEV sales soaring by 50% year on year. And 70% of the plug-in market was pure BEV. France not really having a love affair with plug-in hybrids. 70% of the market is pure battery electric vehicles for the entire year. Plug-in vehicles were 26% in France of the passenger car market and of that 17% pure BEVs. But that's fantastic. If you're one of my French listeners and you think you're seeing a lot of EVs driving around recently, that's because you are. Now, ChemPower and National Car Charging will supply DC chargers across California. And yes, those paying attention know that National Car Charging are a sponsor and a supporter, a very kind supporter of this podcast. Uh, The agreement enables public entities and non-profits in California to get ChemPower technology on the in the ground it's an exclusive deal with national car charging uh, to supply california with dc fast charging stations supplied by chempower now i'm a huge huge fan of chempower and just because of the journeys that i've been doing lately which was i had to go and get the polestar from ev nick um up stockport way and coming back down the country i've do a bit of work in Silverstone, as long-term listeners know, with my motorsport commitments. Uh, I got some uh, friend that I saw in Nottingham recently. So I'm always up and down the country from the south coast where I live. And so just because of the range of the vehicles that I drive, the range of the Polestar as well, um, around that Silverstone Brackley area where Mercedes-Benz Formula One uh, are based and Silverstone the circuit, there's a new Osprey charging station, charging uh, hub there that's eight or ten chem powers and so that just happens to be in terms of the range that i can do and when i want to stop and all that kind of stuff there's a there's a costa there's a little pub and uh there's a sainsbury's next door to it as well and so 
brilliant facilities. And I've just been using that Ken Power station, that Osprey station, so much lately. And I, I'm in love with the Ken Power hardware. It's just good. It tells me everything I need to know. It, it is faultless. I've never had a, a fault charging. There's loads of choice. Pricing is competitive. That's more of an Osprey thing than, than a Ken Power thing. But just being able to take the charge curve away with you, you scan the QR code on the display, and then it's and then you can walk away. You go get your coffee, and you're looking at your phone, looking at the state of charge, and looking at the charge curve. It's just it's just really good, and it's it just always works. So fantastic! The National Car Charging are doing that exclusive deal with Kempower. I think it's great news for Californians. You're going to get some great hardware in the ground. I love the Kempower stuff. Very compact, very modular. Uh, the cable management is fantastic, and it just works, and it's really quick as well. California's ambitious goal is to install 250,000 charging stations by 2045 as part of a larger $10 billion investment in zero-emission transportation and infrastructure. National Car Charging have secured those contracts in seven additional states, including Colorado, where the company is based to roll out the Kempower stuff. So that's a very good decision there. Now, VinFast's VF8 is available on lease at a price which starts to make a lot of sense for many people. $249 per month, over 36 months, 10,000 mile limit, zero down. Uh, The entry-level VF8 Eco would be priced at $47,000 post-destination fees, 264 miles of charge. The lease offer is exclusive to Californian residents, uh, requiring... Uh, most people to pay a little bit more, but still very, very good lease offers on that, uh, by the way. Maybe 275 or 300 would be what you pay if you're in different different areas. Uh, VinFast expanding their dealership network, signing agreements, and five independent dealers across four states now. It is a new vehicle, and if you want to see how Kyle is getting on, my friend Kyle from Out of Spec, who I do the Friday podcast with, um, one of his colleagues has recently taken delivery of her VinFast, not without its problems. The display freezing up wouldn't charge and um, issues around it, but I think they're being sorted, and I think those can all be sorted with software over the air updates. Now, let's talk the Mini Aceman. A glimpse into the upcoming EV future for Mini. Position between the Cooper and the Countryman with, it's only going to come in electric propulsions. There's no combustion departure from Mini's offerings that always had like a combustion version. The Aceman will only ever be electric. 54 kilowatt hour battery on that. It arrives this year. And finally, StoreDot, who there's always, I mean, every day I come across stories, which is this new battery technology is going to change EVs and we'll be charging in five minutes and, um, you know, solid state this and blah, blah, blah. But I think store dots are ones that I, I may be wrong. I'm, I might be giving them way too much credit. I think it's the real deal from everything that I read and see. Um, they have now produced their prismatic cells featuring their fast charging technology and the prismatic cells, they say, are better mechanical protection, better performance, and preferred by EV manufacturers to pouch cells or cylindrical cells. And their tradition to the prismatic form factor, if you like, underscores, they say, the fact that their technology can go in any form factor, their fast-charging technology. And uh, their roadmap seems to be seems to be in place. They, they've they recently been, if you remember the story I told you about recently, a thousand fast charging cycles on their their cells with very, very little degradation and their cell-to-pack 
battery kind of concept, integrating fast charging cells directly into the battery pack rather than making modules first, doing all the right stuff. And, uh, and hopefully these, these cells arrive in vehicles sooner rather than later and have extremely fast charging uh, tech on the road. And that is your podcast for today, first day of the month. Thank you for listening. Our premium partners are Porsche of the Village in Cincinnati, Audi of Cincinnati East, Volvo Cars of Cincinnati East, National Car Charging, aforementioned on the US mainland and Aloha Charge in Hawaii. Derek Riley from Nevo.ie. They're holding Ireland's first ever electric vehicle show in partnership with the Bank of Ireland on February 17th in Dublin. Visit Nevo.ie for more info and your free tickets. Octopus Electroverse, global public charging made simple with one app and one map and lease plan electric moments, providing all the tools and guidance that EV drivers need. Have a good one tomorrow. And remember, there is no such thing as a self-charging hybrid.